Your respective families may handle these matters very differently. That's why you need to have a conversation. There's no right or wrong. You two have to talk about it. Not being on the same page is going to undermine the harmony and the financial foundation of your marriage. On today's episode, we are sharing the top 10 money tips for newlyweds. Welcome to Wealth and Wisdom Together with Weslia and Willa. This is the podcast that empowers you to unleash your steward identity, transform your money mindset, and engage the habits to manage money confidently, live life purposefully, and build wealth intentionally. So sit back and relax as we dig deeper into wealth and wisdom together. Hello there, dear family. It is an absolute pleasure to have you listening to Wealth and Wisdom together. Whether it's your first time or you are a regular listener, we are so grateful that you are sharing this time with us today, that you took time out of your busy schedule to make sure that you listen to the words of wisdom that we have to share with you. I am your financial big <laughs> sister and Willa is your financial auntie. Yes. And our mission is to help you tap into your steward identity and cultivate the habits that empower you to manage money confidently, live life purposefully, and build wealth intentionally. And we believe that when you're in charge of your finances, you are in charge of your life. Your steward identity is a way of life. It's about knowing who God is, understanding who you are in Christ, and using your time treasure and talent to bring him glory. Now, when you embrace this identity, you become more intentional about your financial decisions and you start to see your resources in a new light. And you don't do this alone because Willa and I have walked this. We have done it. We've applied everything that we teach regarding the financial identity. Yes. So together, we are activating wealth and wisdom with you according to Ecclesiastics chapter 7, verses 11 and 12. Wealth and wisdom works together, and it works together in a very, very powerful way, according to the word. Yeah. So let's dive in and start this conversation, Willa. So everybody, this week is a week of romance. Well, <laughs> when you have a daughter born on Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's so special. So She gets the flowers and the candy and the gifts and the da-da-da. Right. But she's special. She is special and she'll be 29 tomorrow. Happy birthday, Kendall. <laughs> Happy birthday, Kendall. But <laughs> this is the week of romance. And it I'm is. sure there's plenty of engagements and nuptials this week. Getting married mm -hmm. is a happy an exciting time. And congratulations <laughs> if that was you. Yeah, if you got that new ring or you sitting down making them plans or you looking trying to find that dress, it was so exciting. But remember, one of the issues that can quickly put a damper on all this positive energy mm. is money. Mm -mm. <laughs> Financial issues can increase and create a lot of stress and even animosity. Yeah. Ideally, you should have already had a conversation regarding your finances. If you haven't, 
a little prevention is <laughs> not a bad idea. So when you went through your premarital counseling, if y'all didn't talk about finance, okay, come see us. Yeah, you got to do that. <laughs> It can be much nicer to discuss the topic of money before it becomes necessary. Yeah. Intentions are high. So we ask you to be proactive. Mm -hmm. That's why we do premarital financial coaching for engaged couples. And it's because we want to make sure that they're ready. We've done it for several years. We partner with our pastor and other churches and have, have added a financial segment to their premarital counseling. So today we want to share with you our top 10 money tips for newlyweds. We want to help you jumpstart in case you ain't talked about it, or even if you have. And these tips also help engage couples and during your marriage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, for sure. For oh, sure. Yeah. All right, we are presenting these not in any particular order, okay? Yeah. It's just when we sat down and started thinking about the different things that we've addressed. They all important. <laughs> it's all important. So yep. you prioritize it based upon where you are at this point in time. So here's the first tip. Agree on a set of financial rules and goals. There is no right or wrong way to handle this. Now, people ask us this all the time. There's no right or wrong way to handle this as long as you are in agreement. Yep. Amos chapter three, verse three says, can two walk together <laughs> unless they are agreed? So as husband and wife, you need shared goals, yeah. shared values, and you stand in agreement in your financial decisions and actions so that you can foster a sense of unity and mutual understanding. Yes. So work together to establish your rules around your finances. Will you pay your own bills or previously established debts? Will the bills be split evenly? Will the person with the greater salary pay more? What is that going to be? There's no right or wrong answer. It is what works best for you and your household when you share a vision of the future. So oh, you yeah. decide, you come together and decide what those rules are going to be. Create two wills. Mm -hmm. You both need a will. Mm -hmm. If you already have one, speak with an attorney and have it modified and ensure that you both are taking care of each other. And again, that you both are in agreement with how things will be distributed in the event that will has to be executed. There yeah. should be no assumptions. The two have become one. So what may have been promised to your brother or your sister <laughs> or your mama or your daddy, <laughs> it might be going to your spouse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And depending upon where you live, that's what the law says. So you need to have a conversation and you both need to make sure that the wills are written to affect your wishes. You know, that that that's important. But because we are so happy, we just got married, we're doing all the things, we're enjoying. 
we don't always think about things like that's legal stuff. We don't, wow. We thinking about enjoying life. Let's get our life together. But it is important. You're so right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Tip number three, put all your financial cards on the table. And I wish you could see my face (laughs) because I'm so serious about this. Like, do you have a credit card with a $20,000 balance you've Mm. kept from your significant other while you were dating? Will it take 20 years to pay off your student loan? Do you have unpaid taxes? Back child support? These are the cards that need to be put on the table. We have encountered people who were not aware we have counseled people where one thought the financial picture was rosier than what it really was going to be once all the finances came together. So newlyweds, like Willis said in the intro, this (laughs) conversation should have been done prior to you getting married. But if it hasn't, and you're newlyweds and you're still navigating how you're going to handle your finances, make Mm -hmm. sure you put all your financial cards on the table. Let your spouse know what's going on and also ask them to reciprocate. Okay? Tip four, control your expenses. Now that you have living expenses for one household rather than two, you might have greater margin or extra money. But does that mean that you have to increase other expenses? Does that mean that you have to allow lifestyle creep to come in? No. What are your goals? Mm -hmm. So if you have that extra, go back to what you've decided that your goals are going to be. Is the goal to get off the debt? Is the goal to beef up the emergency savings, the opportunity fund is the goal for the down payment on a house. What are the goals and how have you prioritized them? Use that extra money for that. You might want to take advantage of using that extra money to maximize contributions for your retirement accounts, invest it rather than spend it. You might even consider saving one salary and living on the other. And that's something that my husband and I did. We got to the point where we lived off his salary because his salary was considerably more than mine. And we used my salary first to get out of debt. Then after we used my salary to pay off all our debt, then we used my salary for the beef up our investments and our savings. So we basically lived off of one salary because we earmarked my salary to do the extra things that we wanted to do to help build us up. And then the last tip that I'm going to share with you, tip number five, (laughs) whoa okay (laughs) i'm glad you got this one talk about extended family financial issues Mm. Mm. what happens if your brother wants to borrow a thousand dollars how are you going to handle that as a couple what if your husband's mom needs a new roof Are you all going to chip in for that? Your respective families may handle these matters very differently. That's why you need to have a conversation. There's no right or wrong. You two have to talk about it. 
not being on the same page is going to undermine the harmony and the financial foundation of your marriage. So talk about what that looks like. Talk about what that is. For my husband and I, not only do we talk about it, but we have a firm rule that we do not loan money. Mm-hmm. 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 We mm-hmm. will give money to family Mm -hmm. depending upon the situation and depending upon the need but we rather give it than loan it i'm not gonna give you something that i need back that's the thought behind it so our rule is yes we will help we have a conversation about it but it's a gift not a loan so again these are some examples that that You want to make sure that you have a very good conversation about extended family financial issues. My five were (laughs) agree on a set of financial rules and goals. Mm -hmm. Make sure you create two wills. Put all your financial cards on the table. Control your expenses and talk about extended family issues. And the most important <laughs> one that you gave was the first one because it carries through to all of them. Absolutely. Number five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talk about extended family financial issues. Yeah. You got to agree. Don't matter what you decide. Don't matter what you just decide. Just agree. That's right. Just, we share the same mindset that you all do in addressing family and their requests. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Let's go to the next set of five. So my first tip for you, which is tip number six, is once you get married, update your beneficiaries. Mm. And I say once you get married, but I'm thinking even when we do premarital counseling, begin to talk about it. Yeah. Talk about it because you probably want to list your spouse on your life insurance, your retirement accounts. And several other accounts and policies where there's a place for a beneficiary. And typically, it's not only for one beneficiary, but there may be a contingent beneficiary. So know who you want to list in those places and make sure, again, that you both agree. Everything in marriage is so much. It is true when a word says two becomes one. Right. You have to agree. Okay? And it's very important with the will as well as your beneficiaries. Mm-hmm. If you are creating a blended family, my gosh, yeah. oh, you ha- that is a must because again, <laughs> there are assumptions that will be made that things are left for the child, but in all actuality, you want it to be left to your spouse, your spouse. Yeah. Or yeah. vice versa, you know, the yeah. conversation. Mm-hmm. Just update your beneficiaries on all of your policies, you know, mm-hmm. all your bank accounts, all those things. My next tip is for you to create a budget together. You'll find out a lot about your partner's spending habits <laughs> by creating that budget together. Together. A values-based budget. Mm-hmm. Yes. You'll mm-hmm. see what their vision is. You'll see what things are important and valuable to them, Mm -hmm. and they will see the same for you. Mm -hmm. Now, the budget is going to set your limits and your expectations. Any effective budget is an important part of your right financial future. Right financial future. Mm -hmm. 
if you're acting in one way on a budget and he's acting in a different way, that's not going to set you up for a positive, bright financial future. It's not. You're going to be cutting into one another. Mm -hmm. So make sure you create that budget together. Now, another tip I have for you is to decide on your banking structure. Mm. Are you going to have one joint bank account or two separate accounts? Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you prefer to have a mixture of joint and separate accounts. Again, as has been said, there's no right or wrong answer. It's just what's best for you. What works good for you? We have joint accounts. We have separate accounts. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't matter because we use them. We have an agreement on how to use those accounts. Mm -hmm. So it works for us. It works really well. Can I add this? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I go back to the tip that I shared about putting all your financial cards on the table. Because depending upon what the other has going on, it might dictate how you set, set up those accounts. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got back taxes mm-hmm. and it's a possibility that the account can get tapped. There are different things that could be going on in a person's life. Yeah. So you might have to have individual accounts depending upon what you got going on. Yeah, that's helped us to see how important it is to put everything on the table. It on is not table. just nilly dilly. Uh, I want my own and you have your own. No, let's see and think about them functionally. Where and how do we need to have these accounts set up? Now, my next tip is for you to choose one person to pay the bills. (laughs) But you also need to schedule regular meetings with the other person to go over those bills. Now, I happen to be the one in the family who pays the bills. And when I sit with my husband, he's like, hey, you got about 10 minutes. Just tell me they pay. (laughs) Yep. Then he back. That's all that he doesn't care. Somebody has an affinity for doing that. And then there may be a partner who's like, I don't care. Just make sure the bills, as long as it works for you. So just choose a person to be responsible for paying those bills. Have those meetings to go over so they can know what's going on. There, you don't want to hide anything. You want to make sure they're aware of the payment schedules and that the accounts are being reconciled. The what whatever bills need to be paid, make sure those are there. One thing you don't want to have, which I did have once before, I, I forgot. I hadn't set this. <laughs> it was a <laughs> telephone. It was a telephone bill. He had a different carrier than I had at that time. Mm-hmm. I had a carrier from work. They paid the bill. It was a work phone. So he had his own phone and I didn't. Scheduled the bills. <laughs> well, <laughs> he started getting these texts and stuff saying, your bill is not being paid. We going to shut you off. Oh, he came straight to me. Uh, what's the problem? <laughs> right? So, right. What, what, what you mean? What? These people say, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you talk about somebody <laughs> making a beeline right. to the carrier to hear, here's the money. Please mm-hmm. don't shut him off. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't have to do it anymore because I set it up so it could be paid regularly. Right. So you just have to make sure that the person who has to pay the bills pays the bills and that the one who doesn't and does not have that responsibility, make sure that they know what's going on so they don't get almost shut up like Mandy. And also being aware of the schedule, what happens if you can't do it? Like I had a situation where my husband went out of the country. He was out of the country for three weeks for work. 
mm-hmm. in India and in uh, the Philippines for mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. But I know the cadence and I know what was due when so that I can pick up the slack while he mm-hmm. was away. Or what if somebody gets ill and is in the hospital or whatever? It, it shouldn't just have to go undone just because, and you throw your hands up and be like, I don't know anything. And then also, just because you pay the bills, don't lord it over the person. Oh, no. Mm-mm. You understand? Mm-mm. Even though you manage the bills. And what if you have these meetings or if you make sure that things are reconciled, then you are fully aware of where money is going because you understand the cadence of your cash flow. And that's because you sit down together. There you go. And you went over those bills with them. There you go. Because, yeah, you paying them, but you need to disclose everything that's going on. Because that why question is a big one. Well, why can't I do this? I work every day. You, you'll that why get... question is what causes the problems. <laughs> yep, you'll start getting all that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and there's one way that I know that you can avoid those things. And that's my last mm. um, tip. You should decide on a limit for purchases that don't require collaboration. Mm-hmm. Why? You don't have to call every time <laughs> you want to stop and buy some. So, you know, your spouse probably won't mind if you stop on the way home from work and buy a pair of shoes. You know, without a family meeting or a phone call. But if you stop and buy, <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> something big. Yeah, like a boat. Yeah, $20 for a boat. You might get a little friction. <laughs> oh my God. But if, if, if you establish a dollar amount, which we have, you establish a dollar amount where you can go out and buy whatever you want. It could be $500, whatever it is. It could be $2,000 where you are and what you've agreed to. So I'll just say, um, my husband, uh, he likes lawn stuff. So (laughs) just decide on a limit so that he or she can feel okay. And it could be okay. and won't disrupt your dinner that night. Mm Mm-hmm. Or your activities that whole day. Yeah. Just allow us to be able to be okay when we make a decision because we have agreed ahead of time not to spend X number of dollars before calling you. And when you find out that they spent it, let it go because you made it. You made Mm -hmm. the decision ahead of time. So keep moving. So that always is helpful Mm -hmm. for a couple to have an established dollar amount that they can buy or spend on themselves. Yeah. It's it's an allowance because sometimes one is more of a spender, one is more of a saver. Yeah. So that spender needs that, that freedom to be able to, to to not feel so restricted. Cause like you said, the budget is a bright is leads Leads you to a bright financial future. future. (laughs) And the saver, it helps them know that, They don't have to clock everything like, okay, just do you go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And if if you have like an allocation on a monthly basis, they may spend theirs. You can put yours in your account or under your pillow or whatever it is you want to invest it in and save it until that special thing that you want to get. Right. Well, it may be beyond what you all allocate each other monthly, but you've been saving yours. So you ready. 
Right. You are ready. <laughs> right. So what does the word say about finance and <laughs> newlyweds and money? Newlyweds. We like to refer to it as money-wise marriages. <laughs> oh, yeah. Proverbs chapter 2, verses 9 through 11 says, mm -hmm. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair. Every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you and mm. understanding will guard you. And everything that we've shared with you throughout these tips, there's a theme, there's a premise. And that premise is seek to understand each other's money habits. Yeah. How are each of you motivated by money? What are your individual money behaviors? See, this communication that you're going to have, this conversation that you're going to have about these tips, that's mm -hmm. going to help you go beyond just knowing how your spouse handles monies, but it's going to help you seek to understand and embrace why and what influences their financial decisions as well as their behaviors. This will help you understand each other's emotional and relational <laughs> aspects of money. Mm -hmm. So allow financial knowledge to be pleasant to the soul. Understanding and managing money can bring a sense of peace and contentment to your marriage. Conversations about money does not have to bring stress and anxiety. Yes. Allow yourselves to grow in financial knowledge together. This is what this verse is reminding us, that knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. And encourage a positive approach to your financial discussions and your decisions. Now, using discretion and understanding are protective elements. So in the realm of money and marriage, practicing financial discretion and understanding guards against potential conflicts and challenges. Yes. And it fosters <laughs> a secure and harmonious environment within the marriage. Yes. So that's what the word tells us. In that scripture, the word is telling you, seek to understand each other's habits and create an environment where knowledge and, and discretion and, and understanding will protect and guard you. Yeah. Will guard the harmony in your marriage. agreement in your marriage. And I think there are three things that will encapsulate all that we've said today. Be proactive and communicate. Yeah. That is the key. Mm -hmm. Have full financial transparency. Don't put half of it on the table. Put it all. Mm -hmm. Say it all. And establish practical financial habits, financial mm -hmm. practices. Establish mm -hmm. them together. Yeah. All of these is together. Both parties have to communicate. Both parties have to disclose and be transparent. Yes. Both parties have to agree to the financial practices because they help you, again, understand one another. Yes. Now, for richer, <laughs> for poorer, <laughs> this is one of the leading causes of divorce. Financial difficulties and the stress that accompanies them they lead to communication problems and distancing of pro partners, which ultimately decrease trust. Yeah. You grow on apart. It is our prayer that, that by incorporating, hold. oh yeah, you let it in just a little bit. 
And we pray that you incorporate these principles. You can navigate the complexities of money and marriage while fostering a harmonious and trusting relationship. That's our prayer for you all. Yes. That's our, and that prayer is from premarital throughout the marriage. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. if you are listening to this podcast, you know somebody who's thinking about getting married, mm-hmm. just got engaged, who just got married, or you know that they need to talk to somebody to help them navigate some complexities in their finances, mm-hmm. just give us a call, shoot us an email, mm-hmm. shoot us a DM. All of our information is in the show notes. And if it's you, reach out. Absolutely. Reach out to us. So we hope you've enjoyed this episode. This is your financial auntie and Wes is your financial big sister. And our end goal for you is always fulfillment and wealth on your terms as you trust God, trust yourself and trust the process. So bye for now and continue to tap into the advantages of wealth and wisdom together. Hey, family, if you would like to support us, please make sure to hit the subscribe button so you won't miss any future episode. And if you found this episode valuable, please share it with your friends and family on social media. Don't forget to follow and like us on Instagram and Facebook at Wealth Wisdom Together. Your support means the world to us and helps us to continue to provide great content for you. Thank you for listening and look forward to another great episode next week.